All right, I think we have uh, She Might Be a Beast patiently waiting backstage. I think maybe we should bring these cats in and talk to them. Let's answers. do it. Gentlemen, what's up? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We are good. Welcome, welcome to the show for the very first time. We're so happy to be here. Thank y'all for having us. I know, I know it's something we've been talking about for a while, and it's finally here. So glad to have you guys. But since we've got you right now, tell everybody about She Might Be a Beast. How'd you start? How'd you get the name? I want to know who she is. <laughs> and is she a beast? Because it says Mike. <laughs> and also awesome. add in commentary about your logo. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we are She Might Be a Beast. We're a, uh, a power trio from New Orleans. We uh, have a lot of influence from you know, just rock, metal, grunge, punk. And we try to uh, kind of form that all together with a little dash of Nola, Nola Spice in there, you know. And uh, we've been, you know, doing as much as we can for the past few years to make this a viable thing for us and make this a career. And we're really happy with where the band's going right now. And I'll throw in, uh, we got the name came from, uh, it was actually just a random conversation with me and one of my friends we are going outside, and my uh, fiance, she was getting on Call of Duty. We were, we were playing Call of Duty, and she took the controller, and we are like, my friend was like, dude, what if she tops the leaderboard? I'm like, dude, she might be a beast. And it was just <laughs> a random phrase that just stuck. And I was like, you know, a year later when it came time to name the new band, it just, that's where it was. Yeah, those are the best, those are the best band names. It's just that same kind of story, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it is a unique name, but because it's so unique, if you type in she might on Google, you know, will, will be the first few things that pop up. So really nice. you guys want to add anything? Yeah, I do want to add yeah. one thing. Uh, Kevin. Yes. Don't worry, my man. None of us are wearing pants either. Oh, okay, cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not wearing shirts either. These are AI uh, generated onto our body. There you go. There you go. As, 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 as it fucking should be. Well, no, none of us actually wear pants. Jared was just trying to call him out because he feels Correct. weird. Correct. Because he's wearing right. the Teddy Whitey's, not his right. normal boxers. So no, I'm, I'm commando on this chair, baby. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that next time logo, I come to your house. Don't sit in the captain's seat. As far as the logo, like you were uh, talking about, it was just you know I was at first I just had the uh, the words in a circle, and I was like, what if I can make the words a circle around something? And it was, I just kept putting a bunch of things in the middle. I was just working on Canva or something. It was like a fist, a bunch of things like that. And then I just saw the eyeball graphic. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And it's stuck, you know, people really like mm -hmm. it. Uh, people tell us that they enjoy the logo and it sells well on merch as well. So how long how, have uh, you guys, oh, go ahead, Jared. Good. I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead. How, how long have you guys been around? So we started in late 2021. Mm -hmm. And we've just been releasing music and gigging as much as we can since then. Oh, yeah. So, you know, two, two and a half years, uh, I think. Was it, was that right? That was, help me, was that right at the end of COVID or in the middle of COVID, 21? Uh, it, was at, it was just after that kind of, they had like that one major lockdown where they boarded everyone up in their houses and yeah. didn't let them out. But um, it was, I think it was right after that. Yeah. We both moved to moved to the city officially and then. Ran into this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I came into the picture. I'm the second drummer, I'm the original drummer. Uh, 
me and Jacob actually met. He used to be in another band called Everyday Addiction, which is a very good band. You know, they played together for a couple of years around the area. And we ended up jamming together before that audition. I got his phone number. And unfortunately, the drummer had to part ways. And then he called me. And there you go. We've been rocking and rolling for like two and a half years. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the NOLA scene like when you talk about being a... Uh, a local band there right because obviously y'all you know new orleans has a shit ton of bands come through yeah, but what's it like for the, like from the local guy perspective right it's oversaturated oh i feel like there's so many bands it's like and there's so many venues that's the thing but playing at these certain venues is like really what we try to narrow it down to where we've been playing at lately you know we started out at like dive bars and then we progressed to like bigger shows but it took a lot of work you know and yeah, I mean, speaking more on the the scene, you know, there's so many, so many amazing bands and uh, musicians alone that that do their own thing as well. And you know, from rock and metal to blues and a lot of funk bands, you know, there's so many funk bands in the city. And uh, you know, the scene's really cool. Everybody kind of helps each other out, but at the same time, you know, New Orleans is a big music place, so it's very competitive. Yeah, when you say when you say like like, uh, one band, they probably know someone from the band you played with last week, and mm -hmm. you know everyone kind of knows everyone around here. Take a ten to fifteen minutes to get one side of the city to the next. Yeah, when you say oversaturated, though, like because because from our perspective here on like on the on the Gulf Coast, we we wanted it to get we wanted to be a part of like making it bigger, more bands, more opportunities to play, getting more people involved. When you say oversaturated, do you mean like there's more bands than there are venues to play at? I mean, no, obviously it's a bigger city. I think you know, it's pretty level. I think but. honestly, the oversaturated comes from there's actually more musicians in the city than there right. are fans. Okay, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, like it turns out, like if you just play a a gig in the city one random gig and i mean you know if you if you plan a gig pretty well and you get all your people out there you know you have a lot of fans but chances are at a random night at a show in new orleans most of the people in there will also be in other bands and right. also be musicians who are playing a gig the next night and stuff like that so just it's so many uh it's just because it's music is such a part of the culture i guess that most of the people most of the music fans are in bands themselves so you know, everybody's playing at different places in the city and it's hard to kind of, like I said, it's competitive. So there's yeah, so many things. I, to I think and, that's cool though. You know, that the, the musicians are in the crowd that, that like, I love that picture of, uh, is it Tom Morello in the crowd at a, one of tools first shows, you know, I think that's like fucking killer. Yeah, it yeah. really is awesome. Everybody's mm -hmm. very supportive and it's, it's like a big family. So we couldn't kind of be more grateful for it. Right. This. And look, you say it's like competitive, but having like you're playing a show having other musicians that are playing the local scene as well as you know potentially branching out around the area it's good networking opportunities isn't it that's great we yeah. play all sorts of shows like we'll go out to mississippi and we'll be booked with another new orleans band who had that contact or vice versa you know there's lots of show swap opportunities because everyone wants to come to new orleans yeah we're playing yeah. uh i mean and even b bands that aren't from new orleans like like them guys will play with them a lot in silver dose this weekend coming up we're playing at the hitch in ponce chula with them guys and storage 24. i don't know yeah. if y'all are familiar with them but we met them at frets for pets mm -hmm. last year and they're really yep. cool guys we really enjoyed their set 
what do you what do y'all from the the lo, again the local guys local band perspective what venues do y'all gun for over there I, I saw y'all in the parish room and we'll get into that in a minute but like what 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 venue you know i know house of blues like what but what are y'all gunning for um i guess it just depends you know they got a lot of really cool smaller venues and if we're playing a show where it's just three new orleans bands and we're kind of like all just like splitting the headline i guess you know because we're all going to bring an equal amount of people we'll, we'll go for a smaller room such as they got really cool places like Carrollton station the hi-ho lounge we really enjoy uh they have a place that my brother right here actually works at called the maple leaf and it's like one of those new orleans institutions where it's like on any given night you can have you know new orleans royalty playing in there every single right. week really cool spots but i mean at the same time we love when we get to play at southport hall opening for yeah. whoever's coming through we get a lot of those opportunities and we couldn't be more grateful for the connections we made with the guys who own that spot over there and as well as the connections like with the people at the house of blues with live nation you know those are always really fun too but can't forget about the smaller rooms because mm -hmm. they the people who run those places put a lot of work into it and they put yeah. a lot of effort and they're the ones who really run the music scene in the city right so we got a uh, we got a question coming. I put in if you had any questions for the bands, put them in the comments. Uh, Northern Indiana, any chance of going to Northern Indiana? Never now been there. Is. Yeah, we'll put yeah, it now, on the list. Now it's on our minds. Now we'll be looking out. It said one of y'all coming back. I don't know because we never back. been there. Yeah, it literally just said one of y'all coming back to Northeastern hey, Indiana. It doesn't matter if we've been there or not. Well, the second time or the first time will be an amazing <laughs> time. So there you, right. there you go. There you go. So my question is, is we know we've been watching it uh, happen in certain areas. So I know New Orleans has lost some of the venues. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, especially One-Eyed Jacks. One-Eyed Jacks was a great place. We, I, we got I, a few I, opportunities to play there. I saw a local H at One-Eyed Jacks, and it was oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool spot they shut down this place or one of our buddies hunter with mm -hmm. uh fuel the funeral yeah and another one of our friends owned the hideaway on the north shore and unfortunately they had to shut down and it's just a, a lot of these places you and know it, which, one, it really which one just caught on which one just caught on fire uh mushroom. oh the marsh room yeah we yeah. played the benefit for that and it, you know it's really sad when stuff like that happens mm -hmm. but like that that's a crazy circumstance but a lot of these places shut down for the reason, like I said before, because there's more musicians in the city than there are actual fans. So it's like you have so many musicians trying to play the shows and all the fans are either going to go here or there, you know, so you really got to do your uh, as much work as you can to promote your shows very well out here, you know, as as any place. But, you know, putting out flyers and uh, doing social media stuff, it always helps. And a lot. Another thing about the scene over here that I feel like is really unique to other places I've been, it's like we're at his house right now there are three to four venues i'd say that are less than a 15 minute walk away that is has have live music right now you know so with that kind of competition you're really oh, putting putting a lot on the table so does yeah. so does grassroots still work in that new orleans market by walking and putting up flyers and handing oh, out flyers yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I feel like a lot of that kind of stuff has always been a big thing for music promotion, but most of our stuff is through social media. A lot of Instagram, Facebook, we'll create events. You know, we're trying to make it like every show we'll do now is like we'll plan it out, promote it three weeks in advance, really get a lot of people trying to come. 
usually it's pretty good turnout. So even then, if it's something that we're trying to like heavily promote, you know, like even beyond how much we're already trying, we will go around the city. We've done it a few times before, go to the different rehearsal studios, put up flyers, go to street poles, you know, and like, well, when I was 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 like a walking city, there's so many streets that are, have so much heavy foot traffic that the, the flyers really do work a lot too, just because, you know, we're right by Tulane and Loyola and stuff. So go and put flyers around the campuses are really, really a good guerrilla marketing move you could do around here. And I'd suggest that for any college town. I remember when I was going into New Orleans a lot to see shows and stuff like that is you would have, let's say you'd have a big show happening at the house of blues. Um, and then down the road at some other venue, but they'd wait for that house of blues show to end before they'd start over there. And they're handing out flyers as they're walking out of the house of blues. Hey, go over here and see, is that still something that's happening or. I haven't seen much of that, like that specific type of marketing out here much. It's kind of, like I said, like, you know, even from right here, we could walk to three or four different venues that have music right. going right now. So I, I feel like everyone's kind of leaning more towards just like booking their shows and, you know, putting it at whatever time they want. Cause I, Kevin, I haven't seen that yet. Kevin, know? that's like the, uh, the, uh, silly goose though, right? They're doing yes. the digital version. They're doing the digital version of that by showing up, actually playing and then filming it and putting it on their social playing at another concert in the parking lot. All right. Uh, that's what i was just about to say it's something i saw uh, um spirit box in bristol i went spirit box in bristol and everyone was like piling out of the o2 arena and i was walking up the street and i was like hang on a minute i hear music what's this and the band is just set up in the middle of the street and they were like jamming away and then handing out flyers for their band and like marketing their band in the middle of the street after the spirit box show i was like genius we yeah, had yeah. we actually had a band do that outside of CPR Fest one year when I was working for CPR. So Doctor O, Doctor O, yeah, I that video they, is on YouTube. It is on YouTube, and they literally play. So CPR Fest is an outdoor uh, concert, and right on the other side of the barricades in the parking lot, Doctor O was playing between the bands. Yep. <laughs> so it was kind of like the crowd could turn. They finally shut them down, but yeah, Doctor O, they didn't have very smart. They didn't have permission for that, right? They no, just they did, did not. Yeah. They, did, yeah. they did not. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you remember Trevor, who used to be the drummer for Love the Hate and Rise of Phoenix and stuff like that, he was the drummer for Dr. O when all of that happened. He loves to tell that story. It's a, it's a really uh, good story to hear. But yeah, the video is on YouTube of Dr. O playing outside one of the one of CPR Fest. Well, uh, speaking of videos, there you go. Uh, I think we have a world premiere that right we on, need right, to... Right on into it. Yeah, we're we're so good at it. Lisa's here to keep us in line. (laughs) So, uh, Jared, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, we always do it on the show when we have a guest uh, play a video. Um, And this is, you said, world premiere. So tell us everything about it or tell us nothing. It's up to you. The song, the video, let us know. Um, So, I guess, roll that shit. And here we go. I want to address uh, the comments about the comparisons to Mastodon because yeah. I hear it in the way that the music changes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone here has really seen Mastodon that often. I've seen them actually quite a bit. 
Uh, and I love the way I, I can see where the comparison comes from, but I think your music is a little bit more, um, a little bit more lively. If I can try and phrase it that way, I feel like Mastodon, you know, well, Ma I'm not, not crapping on Mastodon. Mastodon's a great band, but I feel like they're just like a heavier vibe to them. Um, where yours is a little bit more like, I, I really want to see you live. Like, I feel like that's probably gonna be the best way for me to experience it. It's so a little I more would, of a punk vibe is what I would give yeah, it. Like in the yeah, same ballpark exactly. as Mastodon, we're a little more punk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well said. We definitely Thank consider you. ourselves to be punk rockers. But we, um, we saw um, actually Mastodon at Louder Than Life a few years ago. So, uh, And we wrote that song since then, so it might have a little bit of influence. you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, yeah I, wouldn't we, say I wouldn't say you're punk rockers. I'm just saying it's a it's that kind of flavor with a little punk mixed in there, a little, yeah. little sprinkle of that. Yeah, gotcha. a little kick. Starting yeah. rock, roll, punk kind of vibe, wasn't it? Um, Lisa said she hadn't seen you guys live, and I mentioned it earlier. I actually saw you guys at the Parish Room when you uh, opened up for uh, Post Profit at that show, and it was great, man. The energy was awesome. You can you captured it in that video, which which is which is really good, um, and that's exactly what the show felt like. I mean, it was it was high energy. You guys gave it your all. Uh, the crowd was digging it, and it was a really fun fun show. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so I also, much. I mean, that's what we try to we try to give our, the music our all in every aspect that we do, but especially the live show. I feel like that's what kind of uh, that's what we kind of take the most pride in as a band. We we love playing, we love jamming. You know, we improvise a lot, and we you know we we do what we can to give the crowd the best experience that we can. I'd say. I um I noticed that you both share. You guys have two vocalists. You both share vocal duties. So I'm just curious in terms of your writing process, where does that take you? If you're both sharing the vocal duties, who's sort of generally leading the charge in terms of lyrical content? So a lot of the stuff that we have released and a lot of stuff we play live, me and him are brothers. And he actually wrote a lot of the stuff back in like, like high school and yeah. early adulthood and whatnot. But a lot of the later stuff, like, like we have, a new song called Tranquilized, even newer than Walk With Me, that we kind of took the reins together and we kind of wrote the whole song out instrumentally with John, Jake, and I. And then we sat there with a notebook and kind of came up with the vocals right there. But a lot of our stuff, Jake really takes takes a majority of the credit for. So how do you guys determine who's going to sing what? Uh, I we guess just it's just it. a feeling, mm -hmm. you know? Even with our new stuff, like on that song just now, a lot of those... Those ooze in the chorus, John. Uh, John had a good contribution to that, <laughs> and uh, you know we try to get because we're a trio. We try mm -hmm. to get as much of everybody involved as we can, and uh, you know Julian's got a pretty heavy scream. So if uh, I need some kind of you know death metal scream to go in there, he can always uh, supply that. Yeah. And in terms of harmonizing, I feel like there's some stuff that that we pre-write, but like. Like a majority of my harmonies I've actually come up with while playing the song live and then I try it out and then, you know, I just keep doing it, which is, you'll see a lot of videos on YouTube of us doing it and I hit a harmony that's just not there. Like it shouldn't be there. It never should have been there. But, you know, we're always trying new things and experimenting. Yeah. And kudos to you guys for being a, uh, a three piece. I always love that. That's right. you know, you got, everybody's got to work. 
Yeah. You work out as you go along there, don't you? You know, you, you try these things and, they'll, you know, and doing it live is the best way to do it. You'd be like, oh, I could, I'll jump in here with a like, quick harmony. Okay, that doesn't work. We won't do that again. You know? So we got yeah. a – Zach's got a question. Uh, mm-hmm. What's y'all's favorite memory from one of your shows? Oh, that's I've got that's I've got a good one. one. Yeah, i mine's more of just like it stood out to me as as something I laughed at myself about. But in a few of those clips, it's actually from that we are playing at the House of Blues in the big room, and we have this big inflatable eyeball that, that our good friend Chris Chaos gave to us, and uh, they hit it back at me, and I'm like in in the excitement, and I just kick it as hard as I can, and it went straight at like all the tables that were set up all nice in the corner of the blues, knocked over everything that was like nicely set up on top of them. I'm thinking in my head like, oh, they're never going to invite us back here now. They're like, like oh, wait, come back next week. <laughs> yeah, they were okay. That wasn't the case. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, you know, every every show opportunity like that is always creates good memories and stuff. But uh, one that's particularly uh, fond in my mind is – uh, one time it was actually at the Marsh Room uh, benefit show at Southport Hall, but we were um, rounding out to the end of our set, and I look and all of them guys and uh, a bunch of the crew is ha- hanging out right by the front, ready for me to. Uh, they're just like egging me on to jump off the stage, and I'm like, okay, them guys are there's some big strong guys, you know, so they're not gonna drop me. So I, I I'd stage dive off of there, and that was a lot of fun for everybody around there i feel like i actually that think that memory. that was in that video as oh well. yeah that, that was both of ours john is your uh favorite memory in that walk with me video as well no <laughs> i actually got one that's pretty good so i know y'all probably know the misfits i don't know who wouldn't know the misfits but we opened for doyle and uh doyle is an iconic figure you know i mean who can't not like doyle he's like an action figure that rocks but basically he probably is but this is the best memory we're going to do the meet and greet process every doyle does a meet and greet with all his fans usually after so we got in line to get pictures with him and the first thing he said we were all in like colorful you know like like tie-dye and like flannel shirts and stuff like that he's like man are you guys from the 60s he's like y'all look like you're from the 60s we're like nah but it was just really funny then he got one of our shirts and cut the sleeves off and made a headband and made like a cutoff shirt and he was posted on social media. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. You know, but that's awesome. I love it. So I've got a question I mean, it's pre- predominantly for Jake because I've been going back and forth with Jake on the uh, messenger. So like me and you've been going back and forth. We've been talking, you've been going, dude, what do you think of this? Like trying to get my opinion on tracks and stuff like that. How important is it to listen to those people in the industry for you to grow? Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of good advice, and uh, we take a lot of advice and experience from, especially a lot of the other bands that we end up getting to play with, such as Post Profit and Silly Goose, and even people like Doyle. And you know, they they give us as much advice as they can, and you know, we always try to take that and apply it to our own situation. And then a lot of the, um, you know, we, we end up talking to a good bit of, uh, you know, management people and label people, and they, they have some good advice uh, as well. But the, the important thing to remember is a lot of people out there, they have a lot of people that are there to have your back, but they have a lot of people 
out there that are there to prey on the uh, the young musicians that are kind of trying to do it. So you got to be very careful with mm -hmm. with who you're talking to, and you just gotta you know do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that can help you out. There's a lot of people out there that want to use you. It's just got to find out who's who's really got their heart in the right place, I guess. You know, it's a small industry. People think it's a gigantic industry, but it really isn't. It's pretty close knit and mm -hmm. everyone talks to one another. So it's usually pretty easy once you start establishing yourself and moving up the ranks uh, and branching out of your comfort zone and of your area to find out who's actually worth, you know, their weight and who isn't. Have you found the same? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think everybody has some good stuff to say and everybody, mm -hmm. even the people out there that uh, might not have your best interest in mind, you know, they oftentimes have a lot of experience and still have good advice to give you. You just gotta, you just gotta be careful with, you know, who you get into bed with, I guess I would say. Mm. <laughs> bed bugs so, bite. Right they do, there, but you know, right. a lot of those bed bugs are very sweet and very cool. So Yeah, what? until they're not. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what so the new video we just put we played so what's the plan moving forward for you guys like how are you attacking the next few steps uh and, and i mean that as far as live shows as far as recordings like what's the plan um okay so we just obviously we just recorded and released walk with me we have a few other songs in the pipeline that we're ready to record and that we plan on doing that and a lot of these, uh, that music video is actually interesting how it came up because it was, uh, we, we were entered into this competition. It was like a battle of the bands, this Roadhounds thing for $10,000 worth of stuff. Right. And we're, we're actually very lucky to still be in the competition. We're in the top eight, but we only had one music video at the time and we had advanced in the competition. I was like, okay, I need to make something else for next week. So I just took a bunch of live footage and I compiled it all together. I was like, okay, this looks kind of pretty cool. Let me uh, do this. And that, that uh, very thankfully, thanks to all of our supporters and fans that get in there and vote, that got us through to the next one. So, you know, we're really happy. We like to do a lot of DIY stuff. In the future, we're going to do some uh, more professional music videos and stuff. But we always, even our songs on the album, we have a nine song album we've only done one video for. So... We have plans to do some other videos for those to kind of bring some life back into those mm -hmm. songs. And then uh, we have a lot of really cool shows coming up. I guess we could each uh, throw one in there. One of mine that I'm looking forward to is a uh, 420 Fest with Dash Rip Rock and Dem Old Ghosts. That nice. Coming up. And it, it's, you know, we're going to actually be on the, uh, I, I haven't told these guys yet, but they invited us to be on a news station the day before that fest to uh kind of talk about it and promote it and i think do a live performance so i'm excited about that one. Oh yeah cool man that's good to hear i'm glad to hear y'all you know you got some some stuff coming up that's well, good I, I ain't heard dash rip rock <laughs> name in a while yeah those guys are really cool they're they're really supportive of younger bands and mm -hmm. they've got given us some uh some really cool connections that uh that hopefully come to fruition soon we got something in the works that might be really cool if we get on it if we don't it's okay but uh you know those guys there's a lot of people in the scene that have been doing it for a long time and you can really uh gain a lot from being friends with those guys you know 
So if you if you don't know who Dash Rip Rock is, look him up on Spotify and listen to Let's Go Smoke Some Pot. It's a good one. That's that's Dash Rip Rock. The original drummer for Dash Rip Rock was Fred from Cowboy Mouth. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, right. I actually never knew that. Yeah. yeah. I actually saw Dash Rip Rock open up for Cowboy Mouth and Fred played with Dash Rip Rock that night. So he well, broke off from Dash Rip Rock and started Cowboy Mouth. And we were talking about the New Orleans scene earlier. That's actually like one of the really cool things about the New Orleans scene. Like bands like Dash Rip Rock Dash and Rip Cowboy Rock. Mouth and a few others, you know. Like I feel like in a lot of places people can get very bitter towards, you know, expanding and trying new things and stuff. Whereas here it's like, oh yeah, the drummer's switching. We'll just do a double show and have right. you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That makes me think of. Uh, I saw you know y'all playing on the main stage at House of Blues, and uh, the the one of the coolest videos I've ever seen of that is Down playing there, and those guys are in you know fifteen different bands between that one group, you know, and they're all part of that Nola scene that I love so much, you know. For sure. So, if anybody was looking for you guys on the interwebs, where would they find you most active at, and uh, how can they get a hold of you? So, anybody can find us because of our super unique band name. You can find us at She Might Be a Beast on anything. It's just She Might Be a Beast, and uh, you know we're most active on Instagram and Facebook. We do a lot of stuff on TikTok, but you know we always if there's one place that we want people to go to see stuff from us, it's Spotify. You know, we our, our music is the number one thing that we try to push. It's the hardest thing to push because, I mean, Spotify obviously has a lot of music fans on it, but it has a lot less people than Instagram and Facebook do. So, But if you don't have Spotify, you know, YouTube, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, anything like that, we have our music on just about every streaming platform. Sweet. Everywhere you can stream your music. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you being on and love it when we get to, uh, pop the sound cherry for somebody. Pleasure to meet you guys. Thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, y'all awesome. Thank y'all so Thanks much guys. All right. Y'all have a great night. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the Homegrown Show all right there inside of the app. Go download it now. You won't be disappointed. And once again, we are The Sound. We are new rock.